Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Paul and I are talking sports. I'm Jason. That's Polly. How's it going, guys? This is episode three. It is August the 2nd, 2021. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, so let's jump right into the Olympics. That's kind of the thing that's going on right now. Let's do it. Simone Biles announced uh, this morning that she is going to go give it a go on the beam tonight, which is cool. Also, a little worrisome, I guess, if that's the word you want to say, because of what she is going through. But if she feels that she's in the right headspace to try to go out and compete for probably the last time at the Olympics, finish her career strong, I can I commend her for it. and. I just hope nothing goes wrong tonight. Yeah, I mean, you hope for the best. Uh, from from what I understand, this this happens to a lot of gymnasts, and it's most of the time it's just temp it's temporary, and I think it is it is a mental aspect, but it's it's something where they lose balance in the air. They so it that's that's what makes makes it scary you don't want to break your neck either exactly exactly Ooh, uh, but it but it's a, not like she has anything to prove you no. know and i i don't see any reason wow i i hope yeah i hope everything does go well and uh, i hope she's doing this i hope she's not doing this out of some sense of need to to do it, you there, know, there's been a like lot. Of, sense there's of been a lot of talk about that today. That NBC went to her and said, "Can you give this a go?" I hope that's not the case. I yeah. don't think it is, but who? So, I mean, would you be surprised? <sighs> no, exactly. That's the pro. That's that's a problem. You know, if you wouldn't be surprised about something like that, that's an issue. So yeah. I guess. Ooh. Well, I hope sh- I hope everything goes okay in that case. Why? See, now I'm just now I'm thinking like, how long has this been a problem that it would just all of a sudden pop up at the Olympics? Has she dropped out of competitions before? Not I that think I, we would have heard about. Not it. that I know of. So, all of a sudden, I wonder if she's is just something she's been dealing with for some time, and like, and it's just coming to a head now. I. I Wow, I hope this isn't a lot more sinister than it appears. Girl's been through a lot. There's no reason to. Again, I, I can't see it. Well, I can be it, see it being sinister. If she's willing, if she's willing to go out there, she has to think that this isn't going to be an issue. We shall see. We shall see, indeed. Oh man, yeah. When's that? That is tonight. Some at some at point. some point tonight. Okay. Yeah. Well, hoping the best for that. Women's soccer lost to Canada. Yes, was they that did. today? Earlier uh, today? That was or yesterday. Early this morning. Okay. Yeah. About two whatever. Two o'clock. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the timeline exactly. With I, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they lost. So their best shot is a bronze. And yes. We were just talking a week ago. They lost to Sweden, and we weren't even worried. They haven't really looked good the entire tournament. I've read a couple things today that the the team is old. They're 
I believe it's 12 of the 25 on their roster are over 30. Mm. It is an older roster. It's in some sense, it's kind of a legacy roster. If you want to put it that way. I mean, the core of this group has been together for 12 years now. And at a certain point, teams get old. Yep. It happens. Father time is undefeated. They have, they're playing Australia in a couple days for the bronze, and it's Canada and Sweden for the gold. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's, like you said, you know, it runs because it's come to an end, and they'll be back, I'm sure. The Abs- program absolutely. is strong. It's, absolutely. I mean, not that a bronze medal is anything to get upset about, but when you're used to winning gold, yeah, bronze is a little, a little bittersweet. But to talk about teams that haven't been losing, uh, the U.S. women's basketball team. Uh, they haven't lost, I think you said, since 92? 92. 92 was their last loss in Olympic competition. And they're playing Australia. Australia, I believe that is tonight. Yeah, that ought to be... Well, uh, good, depending on your definition of good. It might not necessarily be good if you're looking for a close game. Yes. But... Uh, looks like U.S. is going to take another medal there. I, have, have you seen a medal count? Uh, how's the U.S. looking, anyway? The, I, I, we me. just won a golf gold medal? Yes, uh, Xander Shoffley won uh, for the individual male tournament. Uh, sunk two uh, huge pars on 17 and 18. Uh, swimming, we're obviously doing really well. Sw- yeah, swimming uh, ended... Couple days ago, I believe, were the last events. Katie Lordecki won the eight thousand, I believe it is. Just dominating. Yeah, I mean, she was almost the length of pool ahead when she finished. The U.S. dominated uh, swimming. Uh, men's basketball has a game tonight against Spain in the quarterfinal. That is at about. Uh, 11.30 tonight. I will definitely be up and watching that because that should be a fantastic game. I believe the U.S. is slight underdogs in Vegas in that one, (laughs) actually. That's funny. Spain's got a good team. Spain does have a good good team. team. Uh, U.S. is actually, looks like they've got more medals than anybody. But But I believe China is ahead in gold. There are seven golds as we speak. Uh, but only two behind in total medals with 62. Uh, third is Russia, looks like. with And then Japan's 50. in the top five for both of those. are close to it, I believe, aren't they? Uh, yeah, close to top five. They're third in, in gold medals, followed by Australia and then Russia. You know, U.S. doing all right. Most medals out of any country, so that's good. Go USA, you know, yep. root for the home team. Uh, we have a, a new fastest man in the world. Pardon me, I don't remember his name right now. He's an Italian. He won the 200 or the 100 in uh, track and field. He was the first uh, Italian to win a gold. Yeah. In, uh, the the hundred. I bet I'd never heard of many Italian no, sprinters. No, no, so. you don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't very often. I, I, I guess some of the guys he was running with didn't even know his name. So, 
There he, it is. He fi- uh, finished 19th in the uh, Worlds last year, or 2019, I believe. So he kind of came out of nowhere, and good for him. Just caught his stride at the right time. This is the way to. This is the time to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anything else Olympic related you're thinking about? I don't about? think so. Well, we got uh, all the track and field starting up at the end of the basketball and soccer tournaments, and. Some other stuff. I think there's a, some equestrian going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's all sorts of... The, now they're getting into the obscure stuff. Yeah. So let's move on. There's uh, baseball and NBA. Both are having a lot of action. Uh, baseball, they're midseason. <laughs> the Cubs. Oh, the poor, poor oh, Cubs. Oh, yeah. Mike, Mike Wilbon had a lot to say about the oh, Cubs. I bet he did. Uh, he, I don't think anyone was completely surprised by it. It was the, the totality of it that I think caught a lot of people in Chicago off guard. It's the whole, the whole deal. They're just prospects now. They're, yep. They're, their whole basically core from the 2016 title is gone. And again, I don't think anyone was surprised by it, but it was the, the, just Basically, in two hours, they lost their entire team. Exactly. They literally... Usually, I guess in baseball, it's a little less so, but it's usually a bit of a question in other sports whether a team is really tanking it or just really just going, selling the farm. We're packing it in for this year to go to next year. But And I know in baseball, it's usually a little more obvious because of the farm system and the way it works. Yeah. But this was drastic. They are literally like, we have four good players. Let's just get rid of them and get what we can for them. Like, you don't ever see something not, like that. Not to that extent. No. And then maybe even worse was what the Nationals did. Oh, they got rid of uh, yeah. Max Scherzer and Trey Turner to the Dodgers. We'll hit on that in a second. But <laughs> they lost their third baseman, their second baseman, their shortstop. Their starting pitcher and their entire bullpen. It was a very strange deadline because you had the the teams the teams going for it, and then the teams which every every year it's kind of like that. But there there was more activity this uh, trade deadline than ever before. You had the Dodgers, Scherzer and Turner. You had the Giants with uh, Chris Bryant. The Padres, I know, loaded up. They didn't do anything Friday, but I, they made a couple moves. I can't. They made one big move. Uh, the Brewers made a couple moves. Uh, Eduardo Escobar and a uh, couple Daniel Norris, I believe. And then John Axford is actually back. That was announced today. Hey, oh, that's that's a name I haven't heard in a little bit. Okay. That uh, it was also announced today that uh, Josh Hader went on the COVID list. So I don't know if that was a move to correspond with that. Mm. And then you had the Yankees got a couple bats. Uh, the Mets got a bat. Basically, all the teams loading up to go for it, loaded up and are going for it this year. It's going to be 
Deanna West especially is going to be, be just fascinating with, with those three juggernauts out there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to be a fun uh, race to the finish line, and then the playoffs are going to be a lot of fun this year, I believe. Yeah, the the rich got a lot richer this year. Yes, we'll see. <laughs> Yankees, I guess they're rich every year, but that's arguable how rich they actually, how much richer they got this year, just because they were so bad. Their uh, their offense has been putrid yeah. this year. NBA also some action there. We had the draft recently. And some big no, trades. Nothing, re- nothing real shocking happened in the draft. No, the but... draft was surprisingly pedestrian. Yeah. I guess not even surprisingly. Like, what did anyone expect to happen beforehand? It was pretty Cunningham well Cunningham not dry. going number one, which would have been a huge shock. Right. But... He was just, he, he has a clear, clearly the best guy available. It, it w- That would have been the only new, noteworthy thing. Is if he I guess, I guess the, the Warriors not doing anything with the two picks... Was a little surprising, and then their owner came out today and said they probably weren't going to do anything with those or making a package with those picks, along with I believe Wiggins and Wiseman. There was speculation that they were going to try to move those guys for they wanted they wanted Dame, but uh, Dame or Beal. There was speculation that they were going to go after one of those two, but that didn't happen. And then free agency started about three hours ago. Yeah, there's already been some a lot of re-signings. A lot of re-signings. Chris Paul re-signed four years, 120 uh, with the Suns. The big two big moves: uh, Lonzo Ball to Chicago on a four-year deal, and then there was a sign-and-trade that Miami did with Toronto for Kyle Lowry. And then Alex Caruso went to Chicago also. Those were the three that moved. The rest were basically uh, re-signings at this point. Again, we're three hours in, so there's a lot that'll happen yet. But the the Heat, how do, how do you see the Heat matching up this year in the East with that move? It's hard to say because they were they played so well in the bubble. And then they were just really blah. Well, even once the playoffs came, it was like I remember the playoffs coming up, and the it was Bucks Heat rematch. Yeah, and it was like so Bucks are gonna destroy those guys, and they did. It yeah, was it was it wasn't even like last year when it was like, hey, the Heat were like hot right now, and they could they could take the Bucks, and then they did. It was that wasn't the situation. No. It was the the Heat just weren't that good, and we saw who they really were. Now, does Kyle Lowry make them uh, a four seed? Does that get them a home series? I think it. Depending on what happens with Philly, I think you would almost have to say it would because you'd have Boston or uh, Brooklyn, my uh, Milwaukee. Philly, depending on what they do with Simmons, what they can get back for him, for him, I would still say those are your th- three in the East. I think Miami, you would almost have to put four unless you wanted to put Boston or Atlanta in that spot. I'd probably put Atlanta there as personally, the, as, the four. as a as well as one of the four best teams in the East. Yeah, the Celtics. 
honestly should be. But the way they played last year, it was. I, like, I have no faith in Boston. It was. It was almost as if they proved they instead of a team having to go prove they are capable of something, the Celtics proved they weren't. When when it was like, oh, these guys are good, and then they went and it was like, oh wait, what's up with the Celtics? How are these guys not not good? They have Jason Tatum. They've got you know they. Cardiac Kemba, what's going on? And they just couldn't get it together long enough, string together enough uh, chemistry to make it work for some reason. And we'll we'll see with uh, Stevens going up. Basically, the guy in charge. They have a new. They'll have a new voice on the bench. We'll see if that does anything. But um, the uh, the West uh, we had. The big trade a few days ago, uh, Westbrook going to the Lakers. Huh, it smacks of Rajon Rondo to me. Westbrook is obviously better than Rajon Rondo. I'm not saying he's there even close. However, is does Westbrook win you more games than he loses you? I don't know the answer to that, and the performance of the teams he's been on would indicate that, no, he doesn't. I would have to agree with that. It's going to be a fascinating case study because we've been talking about this for years, whether Westbrook can, be, can lead a team to the ultimate victory. And again, he's going to be playing with LeBron. You have Davis... And Westbrook, on paper, that's great. Who are your shooters around them? It's not Westbrook. That's been the big question all day. That's all anybody's asking is where are the shooters? That's a it's a great question. Shooters are they they have them. You know they're they're available in the NBA. Yes, Whether they but... can go get one or afford one now that they're paying all this money to these three dudes. It's going to have to be a lot of veteran minimums. I, I think they have one of their exceptions left. And again, they it seems like they're able to do this every year. If they're able to bring in their own Robert Ory, yeah, okay. But you find me today's Robert Ory yeah. that they're going to bring in. He's not out there. The, the thing about whether Westbrook can lead a team to the NBA championship, like you ask, I think he's proven that he can't. Just based on his, I don't know if it's his attitude or his play style necessarily, or the fact that he just isn't that good of a shooter and he just keeps lobbing up shots. I think that's a lot to do it. Because Westbrook brings a lot to the table. He does. He absolutely does. The, The problem is... The problem is Westbrook is one of those guys that, as good as he is, he can't seem to get out of his own way. You don't see that a lot. In a lot of sports, it's covered up. Like, if you've got a a quarterback like that, you can kind of work around that because there's 10 other dudes on the field. Yeah. Basketball, if your point guard is like that, Oh, that guy's that's tough because yes. that guy's touching the ball ninety percent of the time. And if he if if the guy running your offense can't get out of his own way enough to win you some games instead of getting a triple double every game, that's a problem. Like that's a chronic issue. Yes. Well, the the other issue is 
LeBron also has the ball in his hands a lot. He brings the ball up the court a lot. One of the arguments I've heard is that, because obviously if LeBron did sign off on this, Westbrook would not be a Laker. We all know that. One of the things I've heard is that LeBron almost wants wants some of that pressure off of him. He doesn't he doesn't want to have to bring the ball up 90% of the time. That's true. I still go back to the fact that LeBron and AD obviously are going to do a lot of their work down low. Westbrook with his style of play likes to do a lot of his work down low, not necessarily sitting down in the paint. Sure. But for him to have dri- for him to have driving lanes that will work, they need again. It goes back. They need shooting. They uh they just they signed uh, Trevor Ariza. Oh sure, nice. Fit. He can hit you some threes. Nice All fit. right. They brought back Dwight Howard, which <laughs> okay, great. Don't fully understand, yeah. but sure, he's a locker room guy. I think he yeah. just seems like. He'll he'll you'll put him in for six minutes a game. He'll get you four rebounds, and he's always going to be smiling and jumping around and just acting silly. Yeah, and that's every team needs a guy like that. I I have no problem with the. I love the way Dwight Howard's career has gone. I I do too. I I think I, I think he he got humbled and. He's a backup, consistent big man. Yep. I don't know what else. Like that's perfect for him. Yep. You know, he doesn't take doesn't seem to take anything too seriously. It's great. I think he seems like he's super happy, and I'm super happy for Dwight Howard. Uh, what what else was there? Is there anything else big in the NBA? There was that. Uh, was it Valenciunas trade earlier last? Oh, week? Oh, Valenciunas. Yeah. Trade, yeah. That was interesting. Not a lot of. Pop in there. I mean, anything with Eric Bledsoe in it, you kind of wonder. Yeah. Just as the as uh, someone who's watched the Bucks, it you know what Eric Bledsoe is all about. So let's move on to the NFL training camp that has started recently. I think let's see, the Steelers and Cowboys started last week, I believe. Yeah, because they're because they're in the, the Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame game. Yeah, and then. Uh, Everybody else started on Tuesday. Aaron Rodgers, the uh, man of the talk of the town around here, managed to find a way to find make his way to training camp on time. Yes, came he to did. work, did his thing. I bet you're elated. I am. So, I would ask you, what do you expect out of this season now? Not next season, because that's we all know what to expect next season yeah. now. But what do we are we looking at thirteen and three again this year? Are we doing this 13, whole thirteen and four or fourteen and three? Yeah, or, yeah, or, or whatnot? Are we are we looking at fourteen and three? Are we dialing that back? Are we going seventeen and zero? Go pack go? <laughs> or what's what's the pulse? Um, we the Packers do have a pretty uh. Brutal schedule this year. I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say twelve and five will win the division, and I think we'll make it back to the championship game. I do. 
I think once the season starts, once Rodgers gets on the same page with these guys, I think Rodgers' fire always burns hot. He clearly showed by coming in, and we'll talk about his press conference he did uh, in a minute here, but I think once he gets back out there, he's going to have the fire. He's going to be great. I don't know if it'll be an MVP season again. He's going to be motivated. He wants Brady again. He wants to beat Brady. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 12 and five. We're going to win the division and we'll make it back to the championship game. Yeah. I see no reason to think that won't happen. Uh, Losing a couple of key players, but they picked up uh, in other spots uh, that new. I, I like this whole new Randall Cobb, old Randall Cobb thing they're doing with the wideouts. Because I remember when they first picked up that uh, wideout in the second round, Amari Rogers. Third round, I believe. I thought it was second round. Maybe it was third round. They were comparing him to a Randall Cobb. Yeah, I remember that. And, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Just like old times. And then, oh, they're going to bring in Randall Cobb. I'm like, that makes all the sense in the world. Yep. That's great. So, so you said you wanted to talk about the press. Let's talk about that press conference. All right. What did, you clearly have something to say about it. So I, I, thought, I thought it was awesome. I... Going into it, you didn't know what you were going to expect. You didn't know if it was going to be the two-word answer, Rogers, or if it was going to if he was going to go up there and did what he did. It was thirty-two minutes. A lot of pe- a lot of people were saying afterward that he just eviscerated the Packers. I don't, I don't feel it. I don't feel it, or I don't get that sense. Yeah, I don't either. I think he went up there. He cleared the air. He said what was on his mind. I I almost think it's a relief for the Packers organization that he went up there and did that. He he said what he said what he wanted to say. He got everything off his chest. And that's why I think because he did that, I think he's going to be able to go out there on the field once the game start, not have all that in the back of his head and he'll be able to go out there and just play i that's the sense that i get yeah i i don't i don't maybe i don't know that 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 this press conference necessarily helped him clear his head i'm glad he did what he did because it's what i kind of felt he should have done a long time ago there was no real it, he does say that he wanted to keep this private and and that it should have been handled in-house. And I don't necessarily disagree with him on that. However, once things start to come out, and once these leaks happen, and once the scuttlebutt ensues, you can either damn the gap or let it run. Yeah. And he let it run. I, I just don't agree with that decision. I think he could have just as easily handled it and just said, hey, look, he could have just come out and said, hey, look, yeah, we're having some disputes just like an employer and their employees do. We're preferring to keep it in-house. He could have just said that. Absolutely. And it would have, and yeah, some people, and the media obviously would have still blown it out of proportion like they do everything. But I think for the, for the average fan's state of mind, you know, people get so into it. 
maybe he doesn't get that into the fandom of things, but he should still be aware of who he is and what he means to people in that community. And he could have just as easily put out a 30-second TikTok about his about whatever and calmed a lot of people down. Yeah. And he didn't do that. It's his decision. I'm he can do whatever he wants. I don't really care, but I'm glad that he did come out and just be articulate and be seemingly honest. Yeah. Just I I don't think there's anything in there that you could even remotely think is a lie in any aspect. I mean, I don't think he has any reason. To no, lie. no, I, I, but I'm just saying, you know, he, 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 he handled it wrong. Yes. He did. He, I think he handled it wrong in the beginning, but he, now that he's here, he came out and did the, did what he was supposed to do. Yes. Yes, and absolutely. Now everybody can get on with their lives and we can just watch football instead of wondering why Aaron Rodgers is in Hawaii with Miles Teller. Who cares? So, so the Packers got their quarterback back. <laughs> the Colts, the Colts, on the <laughs> other hand, yeah. So Carson Wentz goes down with a foot injury, and it's being reported that he's had this broken bone in his foot since high school, and something happened that it shifted, and now he had surgery and. The report oh, he did have surgery. He had, sur- he... he had surgery this morning. Yeah. Oh, he changed his mind. Then he was originally going to rest it. Yeah. Aha. Okay. So the time frame is five to twelve weeks that he's going to be out. It's a pretty wide window. Yeah. So the and with his history, we probably assume twelve. I would assume that. So August, September, October, he'll be back for week seven, eight. Okay, so if you're the Colts, what do you do in the meantime? Assuming you're going to get him back at Weegate, do you just ride Jacob Eason for the first eight weeks? Or do you pick up somebody? The, a lot of people are saying Nick, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. I've heard uh, Marcus Mariota, which I would almost... I don't like, like it because he's too expensive. Mariota? I, yeah, yeah. I think he works in Vegas because he's a high-end backup. Yes. And... Every, it's great. It works because they have a starter. They have a guy they like. But in case he goes down, we've got somebody. He's to the throw perfect him. kind of backup. He's the perfect exactly. backup. Yeah. Every team wants a Marcus Mariota, yes. not to start, to back up. Yes. <laughs> Gardner Minshew's name came up a couple of times. I heard. heard I don't that dislike one. that, but I think for I don't dislike that for Indianapolis, but I think for Gardner Minshew. He should just sit and be a backup in Jacksonville. I uh, That's I what agree. I would do. Get I some agree. easy money. Because if, if Trevor Lawrence turns out to be half as good as people keep thinking he's going to be, Gardner Minshew's going to have the best job on the planet. Yes. I'm backing up a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yep. That's easy money, man. And then, okay, Nick Foles. That seems to make the most sense, right? Because he's the plug-and-play kind of guy. Yeah. He wasn't. He used to play in Philly. He probably understands. He could probably pick up Frank Reich's offense. He he came out today and said that I'm sure didn't make a lot of Chicago fans happy. Well, (laughs) they have their Chicago doesn't need Nick Foles. That's why this is a conversation. Yes, Uh, he came out today in a press conference and said basically 
was talking to Frank Wright and saying, I'm right here. Yeah. I'm right here. Let's go. You're my favorite coach I've ever I've ever played for. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah, right. So that's yeah, and speaking of good good jobs as a core as a backup quarterback, Nick Foles is just follow around Frank Reich and just be the backup to whoever his quarterback is. I I agree. He'd probably get a premium more than your average backup because he is a Super Bowl MVP. So, you know. Uh see, let's see. What else happened in training camp? Oh, uh just uh just before we started recording, uh, I heard tidbit Matt Stafford banged up his thumb on a like after a throw, smashed his thumb on his lineman's um, helmet. I was just gonna say it must be a helmet that he yeah, yeah he whacked it against somebody's helmet. They said uh, he was gripping a cold towel and he seemed to be gripping his helmet fine and everything. Okay. So it wasn't like he all of a sudden couldn't use his hands. So that's a good sign. If not not just, huge news right now, but maybe something to keep your eye on. Right. And I, I recall Drew Brees had this injury two years ago I, or three years ago. Three years ago, three and he, years ago he I believe. jacked up his thumb real bad. Yes. You could tell by the video. It was just like, ah, he broke that shit. Yeah. If Matt Stafford's not immediately taped up and he's carrying his helmet around, he just jammed it. I'm yeah. sure it's fine. I, I would I would think so. And Matt Stafford's proven himself to be kind of a tougher dude. He's just going to play through it anyway unless he literally can't use it. We'll see. That's uh, hopefully no news for L.A. Yes. I, I'm kind of rooting for them a little bit. I have to, as a Wisconsin resident... I have to make a confession. Boys liked Matt Stafford. I always thought he was a good quarterback who's getting a bad rap. I remember having a conversation with you and our friend Andy about whether we had this conversation about two quarterbacks, Philip Rivers and Matt Stafford. Are they Hall of Famers? I remember that. And I always maintained they both were. Not because they necessarily, quote, deserved it. Because you, but I, I don't know if, how, I don't actually remember how you felt about it, but I remember Andy was a vehement no on both of them. You know, they didn't win Super Bowls, they didn't win Jack. Hey man, they played 20 years, they got the numbers, they're getting in. Yeah. It's just, that's how it goes. I, I think my my take at the time was, I agree with you on Rivers and I wasn't sure about Stafford yet. Yeah, maybe Matt, Philip Rivers doesn't have the classical... Just a tangent a little bit here. Philip Rivers doesn't necessarily have the classical resume of a Hall of Fame quarterback. However, if you really look at his career from a from an objective point of view, you you can see the merit in it. Absolutely. Well, you might not agree that he belongs there, but you could you can at least see the argument. Absolutely, and he banged up against the uh, the. Mid two thousands Patriots dynasty a couple times and that's I, tough. I, I believe the year the Patriots went into the Super Bowl eighteen and all they lost or they played San Diego in the championship game if I'm rem- maybe if I'm I don't remember correctly. specifically. I, I know, know that there was a couple times that they bumped heads with that Patriots team and yeah I I agree I think he had a he's he's gonna get into the Hall of Fame just on the numbers alone. He didn't get a Super Bowl ring. Marino didn't have a ring. Doesn't have a ring. Well, so. Marino was. A I'm, I'm not comparing. Unique case. I'm not. Com- <laughs> I'm not comparing Marino to. Right. Rivers, no, I know but. what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, but anyway, to to back to Matt Stafford. Yeah, I I think he's great. 
uh, uh, wait, well, let me walk that back. I think he's a very, very good quarterback. I've always liked him. Uh, the And the reason I've liked him was there was a, a play. He blew out his shoulder his rookie year, I believe. Was this the... Cleveland, I want to say there. I think maybe. I, I think he, I, know, I know the game you're talking whoever about. Whoever they were playing, where he just he blew out his shoulder, he was out for the rest of the year, I think. But he, but he for came, that game, he, he at, like snuck back into the game. And, yeah, and he, threw he, a touchdown. He had a uh, play, uh, yeah touchdown pass uh, right down by the goal line, I believe. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, and. He's just like, oh, my... And they had him mic'd up that game. And I watched this video of him doing that whole thing. And at the very end, one of the linemen, I think, Stafford's, like, running off the field, like, half screaming in pain, half screaming for joy. And one of the linemen, I think, runs up. He's like, hey, nice toss, man, and slaps him on the shoulder. And he's just, oh, God! (laughs) I just... Like, I saw that, and I'm like, okay... This dude can play. I don't know how good he's going to be. He was a rookie. You know, like, I don't know how good he's going to be, but he can play at least. He should at least have a seat at the table when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. You can't, you you can't, uh, he played for Detroit for most of his career. And there's enough sense. He still threw for like 5,000 yards. Yeah. He had Megatron at the time, but he still threw for 5,000 yards with one of the, one of the worst teams historically when it comes to, yeah, taking care of their stars. Yes. The, the Lions do not care about that. They never have and likely never Megatron will. and Barry Sanders both retired at the age of 30 in the prime <laughs> of their careers. Matt Stafford did everything he could. Finally, he's like, I just can't do this anymore. You guys, I can't. I got to go somewhere yeah. else. This franchise is broken and horrible. I'm not even trying to beat the Packers. So yeah, he goes to he goes to a Rams team that has a lot of talent on it. Was in the Super Bowl two, three years ago, yeah, three recently, years ago. Recently enough, um, gets to get coached up by Sean McVay, and I think he's gonna have a. I think I think he's a dark horse for the MVP this year. Honestly, that's a dark horse, all right. Uh, hey, he's got a lot of competition, even amongst quarterbacks, much less, you know. Delvin Cook, if they, you know, as yeah. an example. Uh, let's see. So, okay. I wanted to ask you a question, Paulie. All right. Each conference, NFL, give me a, a team that didn't make the playoffs last year that will make the playoffs this year. All we'll right. start with the AFC. Uh, anything off the top of your head? Uh, Just what looking are, what are at example. Re- remind me of the seven that, ma- seven that made it. Uh, let's see. The Titans, Colts, Bills, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Chiefs all made it. Okay. So, I mean, just I'll give you mine, you know, just yeah. to start. Uh, I like, uh, I want to say that I like the Dolphins for this. I know but you losing, I know you would love to say losing that. Losing Xavier Rhodes is going to suck. That's gonna hurt that defense a lot. Is is he gone it's, or well there he wants out. Yeah. He's gonna do he says he's gonna do his thing and work, you know, okay. he's gonna do his job. Because I I know he showed up at camp, but he's gonna do his job, but he's expressed frustration with the franchise and does not want to play for them anymore, which sucks. So hopefully if they can't work it out with him, they can get something for him. Maybe maybe get uh Fitzpatrick back from the Steelers. <laughs> 
I want to say the Dolphins, but I cannot. I'm probably going to say, oh, that's so tough. Because the AFC, after the playoff teams, it really falls off. You could say the Patriots, if you think they're going to figure some stuff out. The Raiders. I'm going to go on a limb and say the Chargers. Uh, I don't I actually it. don't think that's much of a limb. But I don't think it is either. I think as long as Herbert can continue doing what he was doing last year, the Chargers just added pieces. All they did was add pieces. So so, so going, going from that... Basically, you're looking at a team that made it the same. I guess it's the same kind of uh, thing. You're looking at one team that made it last year that isn't going to make it last year for a team to replace them. I I'll give you mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Indy's not going to make it because I well I yeah. I can't trust their quarterback situation right now and. Now that you might, I I was gonna go with I was gonna go with the Raiders at first, but I I do like your uh, your Chargers call there. Herbert had a phenomenal season last year. I think he's gonna be better. I think I like that team. I I like that. I I'll go with the Chargers for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just steal my pick. That's fine. You you do me. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is, is that is that your final? Was the Chargers? Team? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I said. I, the, the, I want to say the Dolphins. Yeah, I really do, but I'm just not. And I think they could, absolutely. Uh, but I just don't trust Tua yet. And if Xavier Rhodes does leave, and there is a culture of not appreciating the players in that locker room, then that's going to be a problem. I'm too wait and see on the Dolphins this year to actually say they'll make the playoffs. Uh, NFC, I think, is a lot harder because you just have more options. I'll give you mine right now. I think it's going to be Arizona. Okay, and that's one of the the good options. Just Um, based on their... New free agents pickups and just how they added and didn't lose. Anything. I I, th- I think Kyler Murray getting a uh, new Hopkins is huge. Has it been announced if Fitzgerald's coming back yet or not? I don't think it's been said one way or another. I, I didn't. Th- I didn't think so. My my theory on that is he's going to come back. He's going to set out the first eight eight weeks, come back, do something like that. Yeah. JJ Watt did they, they had. They signed Watt last year or this year? This year. This year. I I, I, do, I like that team. I, I don't like that they're in the NFC West because I think those they're gonna just massacre each other out there. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. That's a, a and that's one of those teams that that's on the list quote that makes it difficult. I think and part the other thing that makes it difficult isn't necessarily that the NFC East is good, but that any one of those teams could win it. Yes. So, well, maybe not the Eagles, but the the Cowboys, Giants, and Washington, I think, all have an equal chance of winning that division. I I would agree with that. I would maybe, maybe the Cowboys maybe, are a little bit ahead. I, I would I would maybe give the slight odds to Washington. Washington, yeah, just because that de- that defense is phenomenal. Is really good. Really good. So I think any of those teams, the Giants or the I think the Giants or the Cowboys could either could sneak in. I think the Vikings could find if they could find a couple extra wins. They went seven and nine last year, yeah. which 
I realize that's under 500. Like but fluky losses. Yeah, it was a weird too, year. Yeah. It, Kirk Cousins is just. It, I'm sure they had at least two games last year where Kirk Cousins threw 400 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. You know, and yeah. they ended up losing. It just happens with him. That's why he's overpaid. Uh, the Panthers, unless you believe in Sam Darnold, I don't think that's going to no. happen. The Falcons make the would be the the cellar dwellers coming up from the I could from the shadows. Maybe see that, but they would need to figure a lot of things. I mean, out. They, they lost Julio Jones. I mean, they're not going to. That's that's going to be that's true. Tough, that's tough to replace. They, they did, did get, they uh, have Kyle Pitts. They drafted yep. the Florida tight end, mm-hmm. who's supposed to be amazing. We'll we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, he's amazing in college. We'll see if it translates. It should. He's a big giant. I mean, everyone, dude everyone thinks, over the middle. Everyone uh, thinks it's going to. So I don't see where any reason it wouldn't. No, uh, the Cardinals uh, again. That's a really good pick. I'm actually going to go with the Cowboys just because I think they're going to win that division. That makes sense. Washington might even still make it in as a wild card. I mean, these teams, Washington's better than 7 and 9. Cowboys are way better than 6 and 10. I think the Giants are even better than 6 and 10 this year. I think I think all three of those I don't know if I'll give you that one, but well, it they're, assuming they Daniel Jones makes strides. Yes. Yes. I think they they get closer to five hundred. I yes. guess would be all I would give yeah. them. But I, that's still a win. To... And again, this is this is weird because this is the first year with seventeen games. Yeah, so the there's records gonna are no going to be five hundred. Yeah. So let me ask you a question: Drew Brees retired. He did. J- uh, Jameis Winston and Tyreek Hill are battling out for the starter. Two part question: Who do you who do you feel like should be the starter, and do the Saints make the playoffs this year? Uh, Jameis Winston's the starter because he's an actual quarterback. I I agree. Uh, I, I don't know why there's a question about this. But. Not that Taysom Hill isn't a fine football player. He's a fine football player, he's f- but he's not a starting quarterback. No. He just isn't. No. Jameis Winston is actually a quarterback. You start Jameis Winston. Will they make the playoffs? Well, they're not going 12 and 4. No. I can tell you that. Michael Do they t- lose more division games? Yeah, the I think the Falcons maybe pick up a game on them. I'm not going to say the Panthers do. Did the Saints did the Saints beat uh, the Bucks twice last year, I believe? Oh, they might have been might have cuz the Buccaneers were 11 and 5. Do the Saints make the playoffs? I think they... Oh, man. I think they do just because... Actually, no. Actually, I don't think they do now that I'm looking at this. Because if we want three teams from the NFC West in, I don't think the Saints go 12-4. and four. I think the Buccaneers could be better than 11-5. and five. So if the Saints say ten and six, yeah, I'd say no. I'm gonna go with no. I think they're borderline I, even I, with Jameis Winston. I think they're they're gonna be exactly. They're gonna be one of those teams right at the edge, but I think they're gonna slide, definitely slide a little bit. By how much is hard to know because Breeze really didn't have an arm to speak of 
No, but he ran. Year. He played within the offense. Yes, Win- Winston's going to be able to open it up a little bit more. They take some more deep shots, but Michael Thomas is going to miss probably at least the first month of the season. How much does that hurt them? Well, I mean, it's obviously going to hurt them some somewhat. However, if you're going to lose Michael Thomas, you're if you're going to lose an elite wide receiver for any amount of time. The first four weeks of the season is probably the best. Time. Yes, I would agree with you there. I think he's even done that before, where he's missed the first month of the season. Probably. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, they're borderline, but I'm going to go with no. Okay. If, I, if 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 forced to pick one, so there's some yeah. So there's a NFL preview with some training camp action going on obviously some... obviously we'll have some more in-depth conversation oh as, yeah as the season and we'll get here but yep and as we get into the preseason we'll do some looks at the divisions themselves and take a deep dive and make some predictions and write them down and bring them out week 17 and see, see how, how we see did. how we did yeah all right so uh what's going on there uh, for the rest of the week what you got on your on your sports plate um we have the Olympics uh, continuing until the closing ceremonies are on Sunday night. Um, tonight we have, like I mentioned, the about 11.30, I think it starts, U.S.-Spain. That'll be a good one. Uh, the Hall of Fame game is Thursday. Yep, it's coming up Thursday. Steelers-Cowboys. Yep. Uh, so we get our first uh, taste of football. That's yeah, pretty the, much it. The Just, Olympics, football, baseball. Yep, um, catching the Brewers, winning, leading their division. Yep, I believe they're up to seven and a half game lead. Yeah, they're like as 20 of, games over 500. They're yep. killing it this year. All right. And so, then oh. I, th- I think probably next week we'll have a rookie uh, fantasy uh, rundown for you. Either next week, because our rookie draft is... It's the 15th. 15th. So, yeah, maybe next week we'll come up with uh, fantasy rookies for all you uh, dynasty guys out there. All right, anything else you want to say um, to the, the good people, Polly? Go, go uh, USA. Let's uh, take down Spain tonight. Yeah, sounds good to me. This has been Paul and I talking sports. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, guys.